You know, when it comes to public policy, I do not pretend to know what people care about. And I'll give you a quick example. Not many seem too upset about the well-documented sec- documented sexual harassment in the military. This is despite the Me Too and Time's Up movements. I would have thought we'd hear way more people upset with the fact that none of the 10 recommendations from the 2015 landmark report by retired Supreme Court Judge Justice Marie Deschamps that concluded that sexual assault, harassment, bullying were endemic in the military, but none of those 10 recommendations were acted upon. Then in 2018, when documented sexual misconduct charges were leveled against the head of the military, General Jonathan Vance, the government did all they could do to bury those charges until a report by Global TV in February this year made them impossible to ignore. But my point is, we didn't hear any outcry there. But as I said, I do not have a clue about what people really care about. I'll give you another quick example. Children. I mean, don't we always say children of the future, we care about them? Well, this week, a Pew Research poll found that 68% of Canadians think our children will be worse off financially than their parents. Only 27% said better off, but it barely rated a peep. I mean, even if that. Neither did the story on Thursday, new data from Public Health Agency, that made it clear that children who suffer or suffered far more from the pandemic restrictions and lockdowns than from COVID itself. To top it off, They get to inherit all the debt accumulated over the last two years. And surprise, surprise, guess who suffered the most? Well, it's children with intellectual, behavioral, and emotional disabilities. But again, basically, we didn't hear a thing about it. I thought we were supposed to care about children. The most common reason offered up, by the way, for our lack of engagement is that unless policy impacts us directly, we don't care. Well, here's the problem. We don't seem to make the connection between policies and issues we say we do care about, something like affordable housing or wages, jobs, cost of living. And I kind of think that not many in the media covering the politics uh, seem to make that connection either. But as Anne Rand said, we can evade reality, but we cannot evade the consequences of evading reality. Quick examples, affordable housing. Most of us don't seem to make the connection that the government policies on all three levels add literally tens and even hundreds of thousands of dollars to the cost of a new home. I mean, we cry about affordable housing, but we don't get that regulations like zoning, environmental reviews, slow approval process at the municipal level limit the supply necessary to meet the continued increase in demand. And it adds huge amounts to the cost of a new home. And we got a forecast now of 1.2 million new arrivals to Canada over the next three years. Well, those cost pressures aren't going to ease. But few people seem to care that there's no coordinated housing policy at the federal and municipal levels. My point is, we can ignore the role government plays, but we can't escape the consequences. Same with high gasoline prices. Yeah, we got a lot of people who complain about them, but they don't seem to appreciate, and it depends where you live, but about a third at the price at the pump is a direct result of taxation and government regulation. Heck, Vancouver has the highest gas taxes in North America. Another example. MNP survey this week found 45% of Canadians don't think they can make ends meet without going further into debt. Yet it seems like, really, most of us don't seem to appreciate that we send more money to government. It could be in GST or a property tax or a liquor tax, a gas tax, cost of a tariff, income taxes. In BC, you've got the carbon taxes, not quite as much in other provinces, because in BC, there's no rebate for the vast majority of people. But we also got payroll taxes. Oh, there's so much more. But we spend more on that stuff than we do on 
food and shelter combined. What about business tax increases? Well, again, I don't see that many people make the connection that they get passed on to the consumer in the form of higher prices. We sit there chanting for higher taxes on business and don't get, hey, guess who pays for them? Shareholders, and that could be your pension plan, or you right at the cash register. That concept seems especially difficult, by the way, for people who are concerned with high rents. When you hear increases in property taxes or maybe a utility increase, there's other things too, but they get passed along in the form of higher rents whenever possible. Business taxes also impact our wages. I mean, there's a huge body of research that concludes that raising corporate taxes, as some politicians push for, puts downward pressure on salaries. I mean, it's not tough to understand. The more money that companies have to send to government, the less they have for wages. A final example. Most Canadians say they're concerned about jobs, yet don't seem to make the connection that capital investment is the key component to job creation. I mean, if people aren't, and companies and whatever, are not going to invest their capital, well, you don't get more jobs. So proposals to increase taxes on investments, and it could be like capital gains, are a disincentive to people taking the risk and investing their money. Presto, fewer jobs. So yes, it may be a fact of life that people don't care. Don't care about public policy unless it directly impacts them. But the reality is, a heck of a lot of those policies do impact them directly. We just don't see the connection.